Well, congratulations, gang. You made it. You made it. By the time most of you are listening to this, it is well past the workday Thursday, and you are home, and now all you have before you is Friday before the weekend. <laughs> That's something, huh? That's... That, uh, well, anyway, welcome to Thursday. This is April the 8th, 2021, and this is Bob Bro, and this is the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. And on Thursdays, we play a Western. And we have one of the classic Westerns for you today. So it's time for you to get rid of the cares of the day. Go over there, get your feet up, get a little refreshment, a little something to drink, maybe a little snack, and just unwind. Because coming up next is a great old-time radio Western. from the music we are going to go back to the old west to the 1870s we're going to visit dodge city kansas welcome everybody to this episode of gunsmoke this is a later episode this was from 1958 
toward the end of the run. We don't play a lot of shows from the uh, old 58-59 era, and the reason why is very few of them are available in really good sound quality, because many of these shows were done on recording tape, and the original tapes were taped over. And so many of the recordings we have are from literally people that taped the show on the radio. Or they're from tapes that were uh, available from the armed services. Be that as it may, there was some good scripts and good stories. Gunsmoke already had taken some cost-cutting measures as radio was being phased out in favor of television. And one of the things you'll notice with uh, these later episodes of Gunsmoke is the musical connections are usually canned. Now, it's not that easy to tell, but if you're in a, a Gunsmoke aficionado and you listen to a lot of episodes, uh, you do notice a difference. Also, John Meston did not write many of the later scripts, although he did have script supervision. The good news is they hired excellent excellent script writers and what we have tonight is an episode called the stallion and it was first broadcast on may the 18th 1958 and it's a good story so why don't you settle back and listen to this episode of gunsmoke City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. <laughs> Come on out. We got business to take care of. You just keep on riding, old Harker. Well, come on out that barn, Stokes. You got to settle up. I ain't doing no business with you, Oak. 
You lost the right to be choosy when that fire burned your feed crop, and you know it. I can't see how that fire's any affair of yours. You borrowed money in that crop of yours, didn't you? Sure, from your paw. Well, you can just pay it back to me. I ain't going to do it. Your paw's waited a long time, but he'll get his money. He ain't the kind to come riding up here a week after the fire to collect it, neither. <laughs> he don't have to. I'm doing it for him. Well, you ain't going to get it from me. Oh. Now, you listen here, Stokes. I took over Pa's business. Everything that's coming to him is coming to me now. You mean you foreclosed on your own Pa? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a paper here, all stamped legal, says I can collect what's owing to Pa. Right now. Uh, not for me, you can't. I ain't got it. Well, now, ain't that a shame. Guess I'll just... Take along something to make up for it. Hey, you look I'm here, sure old... ain't got much around here, Stokes. Guess I'll take a look around, maybe out back. Out the corral, maybe. Now, you stay away from my horse. You recollect you got yourself a pretty good stud horse. Why, well, you miserable... You recollect I made you an offer for him about a week back. A good, fair offer. I wouldn't sell you one of my horses if I had to starve for it. You ain't going to worry about selling me nothing. I'm just going to take that horse. You can't and do we'll it. And we'll call that dead old square, Stokes. Because I don't want to have to call the law down on you and take over your land. Well, I ain't going to allow it. You ain't going to do nothing but go on in there and lead me out that horse. No, but it ain't right. It's as right as it's going to get. The law is with me, Stokes. Go on, get along now. Fetch me that horse. I'll go in there and fetch him myself. I've been wanting to throw a rope on him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll get him. It's more like it. But don't let me hear about you mistreating him like you do your other horses. What do you do about it? I'll come and get him. I'll take him back. Not after he's mine. You hurt him and I'll come and get him. I'll get him if I have to kill you. <laughs> Yes, sir, like I say, there's times when a man just sort of sinks back into himself and thinks about things, you know. Uh-huh. Yes, sir, it comes over me ever so often. It's a time when I get to studying and figuring and don't want to talk much. Just kind of lost in thoughts, you might say. Yeah. I declare sometimes I go on being quiet like this for days, Mr. Dillon, days at a time. I don't hardly say nothing at all. Just sit back and think about the world and all that. Don't hardly talk at all. You ever get that way, Mr. Dillon? Not talking? Guess you didn't hear me, Mr. Dillon, ask you a question. I say, do you ever get that way? I'm sorry, Chester. I guess I was just sunk back in myself thinking and not talking. Well, now, you see, that's what happens to me, too. I get to the... Somebody sure riding up Front Street awful fast, ain't they? Yeah. That's a runaway horse, Chester. Come on, let's catch him. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. I sure was. Uh, no wonder. Look. My goodness. He's been beat while somebody like to kill him. Yeah. Them quirt marks go right through his hide. Those aren't quirt marks, Chester. This horse has been bullwhipped. Now, who would do a thing like that? I don't know, but I'm sure going to find out. Come on, let's take him over to the livery stable. Yes, sir. Come on. Come on, old man. We'll get you patched up good as new. Oh, my. Come on, man. Chester. Oh, hold, Doc. Doc. Ah, what do you... That's it. Oh. Somebody did quite a job on that horse. You know who it is? No, Doc, I don't. I just found him running. And whoever it is, I think he'd be ashamed to claim him. Are you taking him over to the stable? Yeah, I figured I'd leave him there and see who comes after him. Good, I'll come along. I think I have some stuff that'll make him feel better. I have? Oh, that's fine, Doc. A man who'll do a thing like that ought to be whipped himself. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind doing the job. I'll take him on over, Chester. You go down after the mail, will you? Yes, sir. Uh, I'll meet you back at the office, huh? All right, sir. Come on. Hello, Marshal. Doc? Hello, Marshal. Where'd you get that one? I was hoping you'd know where he came from, Moss. He's a runaway. I've never seen him before. He's sure carved up some, though, ain't he? Yeah. Doc's gonna look him over. I'll put him in a stall for you. All right. Uh, I'm gonna leave him here with you, Moss. I figure his owner will come and claim him. All right, Marshal. I want you to do something for me, if you will. What's that? I'm gonna take his saddle and his bridle. Why... Sure, Marshal. And whoever claims the horse, you send him over to me to pick him up, huh? Because I want to meet that man. Do you want another beer, man? Uh, no, no, thanks, Kitty. <laughs> Besides, at the rate you're selling it tonight, looks like you might run out. <laughs> the boys have worked up a real good thirst, all right. Well, that doesn't exactly make you mad, does it? No, not as long as they can pay for it. Marshal! Marshal Dillon! Oh, hello, Dan. Uh, Kitty, you know Dan Stokes, oh, don't sure. you? sure. Hello, Dan. Have oh. a chair. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> you want a beer, Dan? Oh, no, no thanks, Miss Kitty. Uh, Marshal, I got something to ask you. Well, what is it, Dan? I want to know something, Marshal, uh, legal-like. Well, I'll help you if I can. Uh, I want to know, uh, can a man come up with a paper in his hand and take your horse? Can he do that, Marshal? Well, that depends, Dan. Did you owe him something? No, not him, Marshal. Not ever him. He just wanted that stud horse. Uh Uh-huh. You better tell me about it. Well, it's it's that old Parker. I never owed him nothing, but I did owe his paw. He says he took over his paw's business and he come with a paper and took my horse. Had he tried to buy your horse? Yeah, he sure had, but I wouldn't sell. Not to him. Oh, why not? 
Because he's a mean man, Marshal. A mean man with animals. I don't sell my stock to people like him. Now I'm going to get him back. I'd like to do it legal-like, but I ain't too particular. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what did your horse look like? Oh, he was a real good stud horse, Marshal. A big roan with a blaze. I raised him from a foal. No man's going to harm him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Dan, uh, I'll look into it. Now, Harker may be within his rights, but uh, I'll see what I can do. Uh, Marshal, you know Oat Harker? Uh, You might say that we've had kind of an introduction, yeah. Well, I'd like to stay on the right side of the law, but I don't aim to have that horse hurt, and that's for certain. Well, (laughs) thanks, Marshal. Goodbye, Miss Kitty. Goodbye, Dan. So long, Dan. Matt, was that the horse you told me about? The runaway from this month? Yeah. Are you going to tell Dan Stokes about it? I'm going to wait and see if old Harker shows up to claim him, Kitty. Sweep out this cussed office 40 times a day. Hey! I'm sorry, mister. Don't you watch what you're doing. Well, I was only sweeping the dirt out the door, and you just happened to walk in at the wrong time. Mm. Where's the marshal? Yeah, well, he's down having some breakfast. I expect he'll be back in a few minutes. Go on and get him. Well, now, just a I minute. I said go here. on and get the marshal. You look here who you're telling to go and get somebody. Somebody want to see me? Mr. Dillon, this Never man mind. says he... Never mind. I'll do my own talking. Well, suppose you do it then, mister. What do you want? I hear you got my saddle and bridle. Your name, Old Harker. How do you know? Now, you got quite a reputation, Mr. Harker. For handling horses, anyway. Well, that's my business. Give me my saddle. I want to ask you something, Harker. Did you give that horse a beating? What a man does to his horse is his own business, ain't it? You got something to prove that he's your horse? (laughs) Old man Stokes come crying to you, huh? All right, Marshal, I got this paper. Here, go on, look at it. All drawn up by Lawyer Reeves. It's a good paper. Hogtied old Stokes to get that horse, didn't you? I get what I want. Yeah. So you can half kill it, huh? Marshal, that's my horse. What I do to him is my affair. Now, you just give me my saddle and my bridle, I can get out of here. All right, so is your horse, but I want to tell you something, Harker. If I ever hear you beating him or any other stock of yours, I'm going to come after you. You got a law about a man and his horse? I'll find one. Hmm. Chester, give him his saddle. Yonder it is. <laughs> now you get out of here. Sure didn't know you had such a kind heart, Marshal. Mr. Dillon, 
Is that horse sure enough his? Well, that's what the papers said, Chester. Oh, morning, Matt. Oh, hello, Chester. Doc. Say, Matt, who was that fellow that came out of here carrying a saddle and a bridle? That was old Harker, Doc. He's on his way over to the livery stable to get that runaway. It's his horse. Well, he's too late. What do you mean? The horse is gone. What? And I went over there a little while ago to see how he was coming along, and he wasn't there. Well, where is he? Stolen, according to Moss Grimmick. But it seemed to me he didn't care at all. He, he said he figured the horse would be better off back where he belonged. Yeah. All right, come on, Chester. Get your stuff together. Yes, sir. You know where you're going, Mac? Yeah, Doc, and I just hope I'm not too late. Reckon we'll get there in time, Mr. Dillon? I don't know, Chester. Old Harker had a few minutes on us, and that's all he'd need. Yeah. We'll ride right on out to the corral, huh? Wait, Mr. Dillon. Right. Look over there on the ground. Where? Right. That's old man Stokes. Yeah. Dan. He's all beat up, Mr. Dillon. Dan. It's Matt Dillon, Dan. Can you get on your feet? Sure. Here, let me help you. Sure, Marshal. Old Harker do this to you. Keep, keep him away from my horse, Marshal. He's back there with my horse. You, you kill that horse, sure. Are you all right? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm all right. You you go get him, Marshal. Keep him away from my horse. All right, Dan, all right. You just stay here and take it easy, huh? Come on, Chester. Yes, sir. Look there, he was right. Old Harker's in the corral after that horse. Well, from here, it's hard to tell who's after who. That stud's really going after him. Harker's going to have trouble roping him. That horse has gone plumb crazy, Mr. Dillon. Hey, Harker! He found that, Dillon. In my horse. I'm going to get him and go through it. Ah. Harker, that horse will kill you. Ah. There's no horse living I can't handle. Ah, you devil. Get back. Yes, Mr. Dillon, he's working him right back into that loose fence in. Yeah. Harker! Look out, Harker! They're down, Mr. Dillon. They're both down. Oh, come on. Looks like the horse got a broke leg. Yeah. We'll try to drag Harker out from under him. Yes, sir. You get over on that side. Yeah, here, let me lift up. Huh? A little more. He's caught the fence in. There. Come on. Dead, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, he sure is. It wouldn't have been much good living the way that horse left him. No, sir. Well, we'll borrow a wagon from Dan and take him back to town. What about the horse? Pretty bad crippled. Yeah. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do. Marshal! Wait a minute, Marshal! Wait, wait a minute! What is it, Dan? That horse. Don't, don't shoot him. That horse. Oh, now, Dan, he's got to be put away. He's got a broken leg. You know, you can't leave him like this. But, Marshal, if he's got to be shot, I'll do the shooting. He, he's still my horse. All right, Dan. 
Come on, Chester. It, it don't it don't seem fair that you had to suffer. I'm I'm awful sorry, boy. Directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns were composed by Ray Kemper and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Chester, Howard McNear as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. George Walsh speaking. Join us again next week for another story of the western frontier of America in the 1870s on Gunsmoke. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. a very touching episode of Gunsmoke as first broadcast May 18, 1958 on CBS. That one was written by Marion Clark, although she was not credited for it. Whenever uh, we get shows from the American um, Armed Forces Network, uh, for some reason, and it's been explained to me, and I still don't understand it, you didn't get all of the proper credits for the, for the show. For instance, it only gave the four principal cast members. Now, I know for a fact James Nusser was in that one. He plays Moss Grimmick. And also in that, we had Ralph Moody, who played old Dan Stokes. I'm not too sure who played um, Oath Harker. At first, it sounded like Harry Bartell, and then it sounded like Lawrence Stopkin. And, and, and it, I, I get confused with some of those voices. So anyway, we don't have proper credit for that. But Marion Clark wrote a number of episodes for Gunsmoke. In fact, in the 58th season, I think she wrote almost half of the scripts 
but she didn't get the credit for them because she wasn't an official scriptwriter, I guess. In fact, if you look it up, the little bit of information I have here, by 1957, the quality of her work had earned her assignments as a contributing writer. Clark's first script was entitled Job's Son, and it aired as the premiere episode for the radio series Six Season on September 1st, 1957. Despite the absence of any on-air credit for Clark, CBS and producer McDonald were apparently impressed with her work, for the network broadcast 13 more of her scripts in the 57-58 through 58 season. She finally received her first on-air credit for Miguel's Daughter, which was broadcast near the end of 1958. Uh, her final installment for the 57-58 season, The Piano, which is one of my very favorite episodes, proved to be one of her most memorable scripts. But anyway, it's just funny that she uh, she did not get credit for many of these scripts for a long time. But if you look up her Wikipedia page, it has a list of all of the scripts that she wrote. And uh, sure enough, in uh, script number 319 by Marion Clark, and it was entitled The Stallion. Many of these scripts written by her and also by Kathleen Height were very emotional episodes of, of Gunsmoke. And it was nice to get a woman's perspective. Many of them became almost everyone's favorite episodes. That is going to slam the lid on Thursday, April the 8th, 2021, and it's also going to slam the lid on this week. We'll be back on the weekend, probably tomorrow, with, uh, with our old-time radio grab bag, and we'll have the archive show on Sunday. And we'll be back next Monday with an all-new, uh, well, new for us anyway, uh, old-time radio comedy. On Tuesday, we'll have a drama. On Wednesday, a mystery or detective story, and on Thursday, another Western. So we look forward to having you come back and spend some time with us. Just to go out tonight, since this show was from 1958, well, there's lots of songs from 1958. I was looking down a list, and I picked a couple. Do you remember when, uh, when, when kids went to dances, when we went to dances, there was always a new dance to learn? I don't think that's so true anymore. But one of the first ones that set off the, the, this trend, for at least in the rock and roll area, before that, of course, there was the Jitterbug and the Charleston and different dances uh, that our parents enjoyed. But one of the first uh, dances that I remember was the Stroll. And it was popular in, 19, in the late 1950s. And the Diamonds had a big hit song called the Stroll. Remember that? That's where you'd form a line. On, uh, on each side, boys on one side and girls on the other. And then uh, the couple at the end would start just strolling up between the line and then they'd get to the end and then the next couple would come up and you'd, you'd stroll in time to the music. Oh man, <laughs> I was good at that. Believe it or not, I was actually pretty good at that. I wasn't good at all the other stuff like the mashed potatoes and stuff, but the stroll, man, that was right in my wheelhouse. And then to follow that up, we're going to do a song that you might remember from 1958 by a group called the Teddy Bears. 
And one of the things that's significant about the Teddy Bears, they did this hit song that we're going to play entitled, To Know Him Is To Love Him. And it was a big hit. And one of the Teddy Bears, there was three members, there was two guys and a gal. One of the guys was Phil Spector. And the song, To Know Him Is To Love Him, is the first one of his compositions to hit the charts big time. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me.
is too loud.